Hello, folks, and welcome to the Sioux Nation podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jake Geis, and we're here today with Ty Eschenbaum from A1 Development Solutions. How are we doing today, Ty? Hey, pretty good. Thanks for having me. We're very happy to have you here today. And Now, Ty is with um, A1, which is a full-service development company that specializes in um, assisting farmers and ranchers with projects that can be as small as a faint dream to creating a fully operational project and beyond. They specialize in livestock development, including the permitting process, and can help producers move to the state or or grow their existing operation if they're currently in the state. So I guess maybe to start off with, Ty, um, how did this whole project come about or the whole A1 development come about? That's a good question. It kind of just fell into our laps a little bit. Um, So A1 is made up of myself. And then Paul Cosboth, who used to be the uh, director of ag development uh, for South Dakota Department of Ag. And then Mark Mickelson, uh, a businessman here from Sioux Falls that was uh, Speaker of the House for a period. And uh, Ben Stout, um, who also worked, uh, as, as well as did I, worked for the Department of Ag and Economic Development. So we've all kind of got a history and, and grew up on farms and livestock. And, and uh, about three years ago, uh, came up with the idea to... Uh, to really make this a full-time venture to assist the state and producers and businesses in uh, growing livestock and growing agribusiness here in South Dakota. Sure. And so, you know, in this process, I'm sure there's been a lot of ups and downs and whatnot as far as this three years coming into it. What have been some of the things that have been the most unique challenges? And then on top of that, what are some of the things you feel have been the greatest successes that you'd like to share? Yeah, there's a, a lot of challenges. Uh, every day is a little bit different. It's one of those things when, you know, whether it's a family operation or, or a larger producer, maybe a dairy or a sow barn for an integrator uh, or a, or an agri-industrial project, cheese plant or a um, grain processing p- facility. You know, these are in rural areas and it seems like the industrial parks and, you know, in city limits, they have an economic development person and and there's things you got to quantify and, and analyze, such as infrastructure and roads and water and power and natural gas and, you know, environmental and permits. And there's just nobody that was really putting all those pieces together in our rural areas. You know, you had your engineers doing a little bit. And you maybe had the county commission trying to help. And you got maybe the owner that owns a piece of land or uh, the producer that's, you know, wanting to grow their operation by putting up a cattle barn. But it really takes somebody kind of directing traffic in the middle to make sure that all the permits are met and we're picking a good site and someone's talked to the engineers and someone's, you know, talked to all the utility providers and, you know, and how are they, how are they getting their financing? Are they drilling a well? Are they, um, you know, what builder are they going with construction wise? And uh, we just really found a niche for ourselves kind of in the middle, uh, just put, bringing all the pieces and putting them all together. So challenges uh, with any big project or any project, there's there's always challenges, and that's really the heart of what we do is solve challenges, and that's why we like the solutions name as part of our name because every day is a little bit different, and uh, we're just trying to help you know help our clients overcome challenges. Favorite project, we've gotten to work on a lot of different uh, pretty exciting projects. Uh, uh, on the larger scale, we helped uh, Agupure with their cheese plant expansion, Lake Norton. Um, we do some work with Rembrandt Foods, uh, which has got a, a big site outside of like Preston. But really, I think I think I'd speak for our t- whole team when I say helping the local producers, the the family operations that are bringing a young person back, or looking to expand, looking to diversify, and they're thinking about putting up a beef cattle barn, or what's this contract hog growing about, or what's 
there's this big dairy you know, a few miles from us. Can we provide them with hay or can we help them with the silage chopping or manure pumping? Or Those are the funnest. I, I think all of us have a deep-rooted passion for growing our rural areas, and uh, those are our favorite. Sure. So if people are interested, I'm sure they're kind of curious about how you kind of tie up all these ends and bring it together. So I understand, obviously, there's a numerous aspects that would go into this. But if we were going to give a brief overview of, let's say, for a family farm that wanted to do an expansion, what would be some of the basic steps in that process? Yeah, we kind of lean on, you know, maybe five steps. And we're involved in some of them, all of them, depending on the project. But, you know, really when we as you mentioned, start talking to a, a family or an operation that's just on the front end, right? They're, ah, we need, we just do corn and soybeans now. We, we need to do something different or we're looking at adding another income stream or we want to bring son or daughter back and they, they're going to need something to do. We really try to help them walk through just the exploratory stage of, um, you know, number one, let's take inventory of what you got. What do you have for land? Is it, is it rented? Is it owned? Is it pasture? Is it farm ground? What are the resources, labor resources? Are you looking to create a job or, you know, looking to, you know, don't you, not necessarily, uh, or is getting manure, you know, the most important or selling feed or really what do you have and what are your goals? What are you trying to do? Is it uh, just trying to create off farm or create additional income or create a job or create another income stream? And a lot of times it's a mixture of, of all of the above. Basically, you're helping them kind of define what they're shooting for yep. so that they can understand what their target is because these ideas sometimes are a little more vague than yep. we like to admit when we begin into them. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, and then, you know, there's different species, you know, is it cattle, is it hogs, is it, is it dairy cattle, is it, you know, and even within each segment, right, cattle, are you trying to do a cow-calf, are you trying to, you know, finish cattle or background cattle or you know, some of that. So, and, and, you know, capital resources, you know, do you have money for a down payment or uh, is there some financing you could get for beginning farmer loans? You know, we try to help find money as well. Uh, provide cash flows. Uh, let's look at cash flows. How's this thing going to pay for itself? You know, big question on, you know, hogs is the manure value. What's it worth? You know, or well, can you use it on your land or you got to sell it to a neighbor or, you know, how does that look uh, based on what your resources are? So really just, trying to help them think through before they spend too much time or energy running down rabbit holes that don't make sense for them. Just what do you have? What are your goals? What are you trying to do? Can we make it pay for itself? Uh, let's start there um, and quantify some of that before, you know, you don't really need to get an engineer or your bank or, you know, county permitting wise, get people fired up and, unless you really have thought out what your plan is and what you're trying to do. So that's the first step. Just sure. uh, we love to talk to people about what are you what are you looking to do? And, and you know, we've done a, we've done many projects in all of those buckets. So mm -hmm. um, we have a pretty good experience to be able to talk through uh, that with people. So if if you've kind of worked with someone to define what the project would be, then obviously the next step is making it happen. So what are some of the things then you would work with them in the making it happen stage? Yeah, so to, so to wrap up the first part, you know, through that exploratory stage, we're not only helping them, but introducing them to integrators or people that maybe want custom cattle fed or you know, nutritionists or, you know, you can get a little bit of insight or construction folks. You get a little bit of insight from, from everybody, right? Um, but as it moves forward and they 
you know, start to come up with a, a vision and a dream and a plan on what they want to do, uh, we really roll into the the site selection. We say, um, you just finding a good site. You know, just it, it's it's on the front end of a project that can make you so much money and save you so many headaches in the long run because you're picking a spot where you got good road access and um, maybe it's away from neighbors. You know, we do some older modeling with like SDSU to try to figure some of that stuff out. It's permittable. It doesn't cost you too much. You know, you can pick a bad spot because, oh, well, I don't want to put it on my good farm ground, so I'm going to put it on this marginal. And, and then you pay a ton in, in dirt work and gravel costs and rock costs, and it's um, you pay for it every year after that. We just try to – there's a lot that can go into that, electrical, water, uh, road infrastructure, just your overall site design, um, how you fit into the neighborhood. You know, is it land that you're buying or is it land you already own? Um, how are you, you know, if it's, a, say, a hog barn or beef cattle barn, are you putting it uh, adjacent to acres um, where you're, you're either bringing in feed for silage uh, for a cattle facility or uh, have the acres for the nutrients to go about, back out on? So try to put a lot of thought and effort into where we put in this facility and why and, and some of those things. Sure. And, you know, you talked about the permitting process. Obviously, that has a lot of tension associated with, and especially in particular areas of our state. Is there things you do to help guide people through the permitting process? Absolutely. I would say the start of A1 development uh, came developed because of the permitting process. At at our core, you know, that's where we started. Uh, That's our roots. And we believe that the permitting process doesn't have to be such a terrible thing. It is a big, scary, we believe in full transparency, and full uh, info sharing. We tell our uh, anybody that we work with that uh, you're not doing anything wrong. You know, you're not doing anything, you know, that was kind of the, for the longest time in South Dakota, the permitting process is, well, we know what we want to do. We just want to hurry up and get it through and before it becomes a big fuss. Well, on the other side of the fence, you got to recognize that people feel like, why are you talking? Why are you telling me about this? So you must be, you must be up to something. You must be trying something. Mm-hmm. Um, so we believe in full transparency We've done, you know, on all of our projects, we at a minimum do what we call a term sheet. Uh, where we're talking about a basic layout of the facility, jobs created, feed used, uh, economic impacts, what roads are we going to use, how many trucks are coming in and out. Um, like I said, we do odor modeling with SDSU or U of M. Uh, what's the impact? You know, we offer up neighbors that have concerns. Let's go. Let's go look at a facility. If it's a hog barn or a, or a deep pit cattle barn or dairy, let's go look at one. Let's go, let's go together and walk through one and ask all the questions you want on odor and manure management and fly control and rodent control and all these things that come up. So we, we do that. We, do, we sit at a lot of kitchen tables. You know, ultimately, it's got to come from the producer themselves, not us, but we can help craft a strategy that includes getting out, talking to these people, providing the information, offering up tours. It goes a long way. You know, in some of our bigger projects, um, we've had hundreds of people in a local gym or armory, you know, doing a Q&A for two hours or three hours. And we do this all before the permit hearing. We don't do this at the permit hearing. We do it beforehand. And so it's a non-pressure situation for people that are uh, against the project, for the project, on the fence. So yeah, that's uh, that's why we help with the permitting and just having a good application, a good uh, professional engineered site plan, um, answering all the questions of the commission, uh, narrative on exactly how you're going to handle that manure, handle that feed, how many trucks are coming in, you know, all that stuff. But we feel like 
90% of counties are pretty pretty favorable to these livestock projects if you can answer all their questions and provide them with all the all the details that they're asking for. Well, thanks for that bit of information. So obviously, once the permitting process is over, we actually have to build the project. Is there the ways that you help people with the actual construction project itself too? Yeah, uh, absolutely. And again, we we started with the permitting kind of at our core. And as we got involved in more and more projects, kind of just became a natural fit for us to stay on through the construction phase for a lot of these. You know, we're not general contractors. We don't have a construction company. Um, but there's just so many details on, you know, are you getting real water? Do you need to drill a well? You know, and, and, and then there's water quality. Do we need to test the water? Do we need to put any filtration for the animals? Added on top of just the basics of trying to build a large project, yeah, which in absolutely. itself is very there's, difficult. You know, and there's permits. I mean, after the after the local permits and back to the permits a little bit, uh, you do have you have usually a conditional use permit from your county, and then rolls on to the state and a state general permit, and then there's water rights and some additional permits. So um, there's a couple stages to that, but you get into the construction, you're finalizing these permits, you're working with neighbors on the manure agreements, you're um, sourcing feed. You know, sometimes you need an approach permit from the county. Sometimes you need to uh, get a permit to cross the road for your um, drag line manure hose. And all these things, you're basically there to help with yep. the process, make sure all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed and yep. the project keeps moving at a good clip. Absolutely. We've just seen so many of them and what what goes right, what goes wrong, you know, ways that it, it can be set up, just things for them to to think about that, you know, if this is your first, a lot of them, it is their first time building anything of this size. And if even a 2,400 head nursery or finisher or a 500 head cattle barn, or, you know, what we'd consider somewhat small in today's uh, realm, uh, these are half a million, million, million and a half dollar projects at a minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, so just some, some thought ahead and how are we building this road up? Are we, what's mm-hmm. our base? Are we putting fabric on it? Are we doing rock? You know, what are we going to, have we talked to the utility company about getting electric hooked up? Do we need to have a generator in case power goes out? Uh, there's a lot of these different things that, you know, you get, a, there's a lot of great construction companies out there. Uh, don't get me wrong, but there's, there's things on the fringes that kind of tie into all that, that someone really needs to be keeping an eye on. Mm-hmm. And even after the project's done, there's things that need to be watched and made sure that they are moving correctly, I should say. Yeah, absolutely. And we get in so entrenched in a lot of these projects that we end up knowing the neighborhood and the neighbors, family, and the, the operation, what they're trying to do, that uh, we do stay on, um, or at least a phone call away, uh, just to help. You know, are they, how's that, How's everything going with the nutritionist and the vet and the, the you know, it's the, maybe it's the integrator or person they're custom feeding for. And, you know, there's ongoing compliance. Uh, our firm does the ongoing nutrient management and compliance with the state. Uh, your records, your record keeping uh, that you need as part of uh, some of your permits at a state level. We've gone so far, you know, in the operating phase uh, to a couple of these larger dairy operations where our team will actually be the one to network with the farmers in the area, the producers in the area, uh, help source silage and hay, help them with their manure pumping plan. What fields are we going on? How far are they? You know, some of that, those ongoing things that you don't think about, hiring the chopping crew and when do we have tarps and tires to, mm-hmm. you know, cover the pile. And there's a lot of different, in some of these larger projects, 
you know, for some of these smaller producers, family operations out there, there's a lot of big dairies and, and bigger operations uh, in South Dakota, expanding in South Dakota. And uh, there's a lot of opportunity uh, for, uh, for a young person or a smaller operation to, to bale hay for him, to do some trucking for him, to get on a chopping crew or to be involved in some way or another because they're big business. Well, I guess to conclude, if you were to offer just one piece of advice to a family farm that was looking to expand their operation in a livestock manner in some way, shape, or form, either on their own or, as you were just speaking of, congruent with a different operation, what would that bit of advice be? Um, I would encourage them to do it, uh, first of all, yeah. um, to if they're thinking about it, to actually, and, and I guess the, the first step in doing it is it's doing some research. And so I would encourage them to, um, certainly they probably know somebody that feeds cattle or has a hog barn or is involved with uh, a dairy operation or, or something. Uh, I'd encourage you to talk to them or talk to us. Uh, we'd love a, a phone call um, from anyone looking we do a, a lot of initial work where we're not, you know, I, like I said, we had a pa- we have a passion for growing family farms and growing our rural areas. And, you know, we don't charge small producers um, when they're in the research phase. Mm-hmm. You know, anything we can do to help answer questions, help you think about some things, maybe talk you through some cash flows. We do a lot of, uh, a lot of that type of stuff on the front end. And, and we really don't get involved until it becomes, you know, more of a serious um project that they're ready to move forward with. So talk to us, talk to people that are doing it. Um, and certainly a lot of your your vets and your nutritionists and service providers have connections to um, some of these same folks. And there's there's people that are willing to help. And, and I think there's a lot of people that would help answer questions if you're willing to ask. Sounds great. Well, thank you very much for stopping by today, Ty. And I think this is a wonderful organization that our state has to help our livestock producers move forward. And thank you all out there for listening to today's podcast and tune in next time. Take care, folks.